Good morning and welcome to another episode of Cracking the Anatomical Myth. Today we are going to talk about the development of the GI system. So as we talk about the development of the GI system, we start with the very basic concept. So first of all when we are talking about the GI system, then we have to remember this fact that the entire GI system is divided into primarily three parts, the forecut the mid gut and the hind gut each one of these portions are responsible for giving rise to various other structures like from the portion of the foregut the developing structures will be the lung bud the portions of the esophagus the stomach the first part of the duodenum till the opening of the sphincter of odi similarly from the midgut the structures that will eventually develop will be the second part of the duodenum from the sphincter of odi then to the rest of the jejunum and ileum including the ileocecal junction the appendix the ascending colon and the right two third of the transverse colon the portions which will eventually develop from the hindgut are the left one third of the transverse colon the descending colon the sigmoid colon and the portions of the anal canal till the pectinate line remember the portions which is below the level of the pectinate line in the anal canal is ectodermal in development keeping this developmental aspect in mind what we can also remember is that the foregut has its arterial supply from the celiac trunk hence anything that is developing from the foregut including portions of the esophagus including the stomach then the glands like the liver the spleen the portions of the pancreas etc they are all supplied by branches or sub branches from the celiac trunk similarly for the derivatives of the midgut the artery is the superior mesenteric artery and for the hindgut the artery is the inferior mesenteric artery so the last branch of the inferior mesenteric artery that is the superior rectal artery which is responsible for supplying the upper part of the anal canal does make an anastomosis with the middle rectal branch or the uh, inferior rectal branch of the this anal canal and they are derivatives that means your middle and the inferior are branches from the systemic arteries okay so one more thing that you should remember here is that along with this one only that though we are talking about the developmental aspect that these three arteries that is your celiac trunk superior mesenteric artery and inferior mesenteric artery if we are talking about their corresponding venous system then uh, this particular venous system is the one which gives rise to the portal venous system okay now as we go forward with the development of uh, this one that is the foregut into the different aspects the first thing that we get is the developing uh, lung bud 
okay the developing lung bud along with the trachea and then from there there is also the formation of the esophagus so this portion as it starts developing in the uppermost part of the pharynx so whenever we are talking about this always remember we have to go from the mouth so it is like you are placed inside a capsule okay and somebody has swallowed you so as you are moving downwards through the esophagus then you are passing on to the stomach so that entire part is your portion of the forecut now as you reach the level of the thoracic cage here as we told ki there is also the portion that is the developing lung bud so from this particular lung bud what develops the from the lung bud developing is the trachea and the two lungs that is the right and the left lung okay now so it is something like ki you are going through a canal or you are going through a tube and then all of a sudden you note that in the anterior part of the tube there is some opening okay so that particular opening in future is called as your tracheal swelling okay it is known as your the ventral diverticulum which is responsible for formation of the lung buds now this particular lung bud and the esophagus will subsequently be separated by something which is called as the tracheoesophageal septum this particular tracheoesophageal septum if it fails to develop properly if it does not separate the esophagus from the trachea then there will always be a connection that will remain between the trachea and the esophagus okay but how are these two tubes separated is it only the septum part or or rather how is this tracheoesophageal septum separated sir for this don't try to understand too much just take any very fine tube okay and then press on its sides so whenever we do it what do we find we find ki if supposedly we had taken a large tube or a large balloon and we have tried to press in the central part what has happened is the balloon which previously had one single cavity because of the pressure between the two fingers and eventually the two fingers meet so now you are getting two smaller canals so the fingers which were pushing the balloon and then eventually mate with each other that one is your tracheoesophageal fold when the two tracheoesophageal folds they meet and fuse with each other they eventually form the tracheoesophageal septum so it is without even if i don't tell this thing you will understand ki the tracheoesophageal septum if it does not form properly what will happen ki there will now be a communication existing between the esophagus and the trachea that is the basis for what is called as tracheoesophageal fistula now as we move from the tracheoesophageal fistula to the portions of the rest of the developing forecut so as we move on to the rest of the forecut what do we notice we notice that the esophagus 
after this formation it is now getting continued with the stomach so the moment we come to the stomach the first thing that you start to imagine is ki you are looking inside a cylinder you are looking inside a tube and inside this tube this larger diameter tube there is a second tube and the second tube is held through a piece of cloth or there is some septum like structure which is holding it so how is it holding it sir it is holding it one towards the anterior aspect one towards the posterior aspect so as it turns out that this second tube which is inside this larger tube what are these two structures then that the outer larger tube is the human body or the developing walls of the cavity and the central tube that we are talking about is our developing foregut so what is anterior and what is posterior what are these two septums these two septums that are present anteriorly and posteriorly are called as the ventral and the dorsal mesogastrium so now you note that your entire foregut is held anteriorly by ventral mesogastrium posteriorly by dorsal mesogastrium now this particular foregut which is present in this portion the ventral mesogastrium or rather inside the portion of the ventral mesogastrium inside the folds of the ventral mesogastrium there is development of the liver bud and posteriorly into between these two there is development of the splenic bud as development progresses so right now the stomach which is a portion of the foregut it has an anterior and a posterior border so on its anterior border is the attachment of the ventral mesogastrium on its posterior border is the attachment of the dorsal mesogastrium as time progresses this stomach undergoes a rotation and it is a clockwise rotation so how do we understand this is a clockwise rotation sir you are actually looking inside this tube inside the tube from above so first the stomach was in an orientation of 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock so the attachment of your ventral mesogastrium was to the 12 o'clock and to the dorsal mesogastrium to the 6 o'clock position and the stomach was in between now what has happened is that the dorsal and the ventral mesogastrium are still attached to the 12 and the 6 o'clock but the stomach has now rotated in such a manner that its anterior border is towards the 3 o'clock and its previously posterior border is towards the 3 o'clock uh, 3 o'clock uh, o'clo- position okay so this particular orientation as it happens what is the outcome the outcome is that the ventral mesogastrium is still attached to the 12 o'clock position but the anterior border is of the stomach is now towards the 3 o'clock position so it has undergone a rotation of 90 degree 
Similarly, if you are looking towards the dorsal mesogastrium, dorsal mesogastrium is still attached to the six o'clock position, but the previously posterior border of the stomach is now towards the nine o'clock position. So it has also undergone a ninety degree rotation. So overall, the foregut undergoes a ninety degree clockwise rotation. Because of this rotation, this anterior border of the stomach will now become the right border of the stomach, or more prominently, it is known as the lesser curvature. Similarly, the posterior border becomes the greater curvature. Along the anterior surface of the stomach, that means previously which was the right surface and the left surface, right? So now the left surface becomes the anterior surface, and the right surface of the stomach becomes the posterior surface this left surface of the stomach was accompanied by the left branch of the vagus and the right surface of the stomach was accompanied by the right branch of the vagus because of this 90 degree rotation what happens is that the left border becomes the anterior surface so the left surface becomes the anterior surface and hence the left branch of vagus in the abdominal cavity is known as the anterior branch of the vagus similarly the right branch of the vagus in the abdominal cavity is known as the posterior branch of the vagus now as the stomach rotates as you can imagine ki there is a gap which is now persisting between 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock this particular gap or rather between your three o'clock and say your nine o'clock so that particular gap which is persisting that is lying posterior to the stomach this particular gap or this space will be known as the lesser sac and the gap that you can understand which is between this three o'clock position then to the 12 o'clock position and then to the nine o'clock position this particular gap will be known as the greater sac of the stomach so these are how the different curvatures the different surfaces and the different um, sacs with relation to the stomach is developing